Hello everyone and welcome to the House of Radha's second episode from the podcast series We Are One. I'm Lucia Kuprova, your presenter, and I will be taking you on a journey and speaking to a diverse range of industry leaders from the creative industry, education, music and more. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the photography and fashion. These two branches of the creative industry went always hand in hand and when you look at the fashion photography you can see the soul of the photographer and the style of the fashion designer and that's creating a unique piece of art itself. And today I'm very happy to be speaking to a talented fine art photographer, Rita Flanagan, who owns Studios Backbone Photography London. Hi Rita and welcome, I'm very glad you joined us today. Hello Nancy, nice to meet you. How are you today? Um, yeah, not bad at all really. And yourself? Good? Oh, thank you. Uh, actually, well, I'm glad you joined us and I'd like to start talking about your work as yeah. you're really well-known photographer. Your work has been published in Vogue, Fab UK yeah. and also as you're qualified as interior and graphic designer, uh, your work has been published in magazines like House and Home. God, yeah. Some of your journey with us from what inspired you to take a career in fine art and fashion photography? Right. The, the reason why I, I ended up going into fine art photography is because I'd studied art for 17 years in all different areas. I felt like I didn't want to be a jack of all trades. I wanted to learn something specifically that I could really super focus on. So I decided to go for photography because um, I didn't really have much documentation myself as a child and I, I missed it. I liked the idea of having photos to remind me um, and I didn't have that and it meant a lot to me. Um, so when I did get into art and the different areas of art, I found that I like to communicate with people and with photography, that is the perfect opportunity for you to actually communicate and, and get the best out of the sitter. So it made sense for me to go into that area because of my communication skills being good. I'm not going to be working alone. I'm working with people and I love it. And I've never looked back. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And as you were gaining more experience, you studied your own studio, Backburn yeah. Photography London. And the part of your work is you're offering some kind of experience for non-professional models too. Are you taking portraits or you kind of communicate where they want to take pictures, like at their own homes or in your studio? What challenges does it bring when you work with non-professional models? I see it. It's not a challenge to work with non-professional models. I actually find it exciting because I can bring things out of people they never knew they had. So it's actually more with an, an actual model. They know what they're doing. They come in. It's easy. It makes your job easy. But with a non-professional, your job isn't easy, nor should it be. Every model's different. And, and when I get an, a model that I've plucked off the street because I thought they look good, um, I've purposely done it to show the general public that you can aspire to things and, and you can do whatever you want. So I'm trying to show that to them. And, and it's a nice feeling and, and it makes me work harder having to show them right from scratch 
how to be, what to do, how to pose. It's all really good because it, it, all it does is it helps me learn even more myself. And so have you ever experienced maybe that you met someone who never been model before and your work and your experience inspired them to maybe going into the industry? Have you got yeah. someone like that? Yeah, I've had a few um, young ladies actually do some modeling for me. They've gone straight into a magazine and then they've shown an interest in modeling because they never thought they could do it. And then I've set them up with model agencies. So yeah, it works if you really want it to. And can you share like, what is your inspiration and ideas behind your work? Right. So I'm an artist first and foremost, and I love to create things in my head that I'd like to see in reality. So therefore I create an image in my head, a backdrop, a model, an outfit, how her hair is, everything. And then I basically get all this information in my head and put it together and it becomes an image in my head. And then I set it into reality and actually take the shoots. And then they happen and then it's amazing. And then sometimes it's even better than I even imagined it to be. Looking at your portfolio and your website, I noticed that you really work with diverse models. You're not just focused on either white or black or Asian models. What is your view on the diversity in the fashion and photography industry? That's quite a hard one. It's, I feel it's changed. It has got better. For example, when I've taken um, my daughters to model agencies like Storm and Elite, I find that if you look around the walls, they're mostly white, 90% probably. Um, I feel that a lot of young women or men from different um, nationalities and backgrounds probably are a little bit fearful of being turned down. So they won't even actually try and get into modeling in the first place. That's something that needs to change. They need to be shown that they can. Hence why when I do shoots, I've got loads of models at my fingertips, but I don't always use them. I like to use people on the streets. I tend to go for different nationalities other than white because um, I think everyone's beautiful. Um, and I, I like to just take someone off the street and show them that they are. It takes that to make them actually feel like they could possibly achieve something in that area. That's why we'd like to set up programs for people to actually aspire to actually get involved in and realise they can do whatever they want, even in this industry, because it does need to change. It has a bit, but it needs to move forward even more because the industry must remember that when they sell to people um, all these lovely clothes that they advertise, they, they're selling to everyone. And if they're selling to everyone, they need to bring everyone in and then it will be better for them um, in the long run. They need to realise that. And I think they will with people like us. They'll get it. It has to be spelled out to them, darling. <laughs> <laughs> what are your maybe tips to make creative industries like fashion, photography and music more open for creative people with actually different backgrounds? To actually get out there and we're talking about it a lot. We're also doing something about it and we're actually looking at programmes and going into schools and to show them, them not only what you can do in the industry from start to finish, but how someone from a background where they're not, you know, wealthy or well-educated, how they can do it. Because I wasn't wealthy. I had no educational um, help. I'm dyslexic. I'm left-handed. I came from a very bad background. I did it and I made it and that's because I believed in myself and that's the thing we need to try and 
put across to youngsters, especially now with COVID, everyone's uncertain, everyone's worried, everyone's stressed. What we need to now start doing is getting youngsters excited about the fashion industry um, because the youngsters should be getting excited about it, are our future. And if we're not involved in them, they can't change anything. The other topic is, as your female artist, Sometimes it seems like there's a lack of opportunities for female yeah. artists, but then it's maybe just covering still the question of gender equality in the creative industries. And also The Guardian recently published the results of a Glassdoor economic research report that stated Britain has one of the worst records of gender equality at work, which may be not surprising for many people. Can you share with us any of your challenges you had to face as a female photographer, Bernie? You're going to be surprised, actually. I've had no problems whatsoever in my industry because I know there are a lot of male photographers that are the best. And the same with catering, with there's the top chefs are male. I think to an extent we need to, females especially, need to believe in themselves a little bit more. For example, as a photographer... I can go up to a random man or woman in the street and literally have a chat with them, give them my card, show them some of my work, and they get back to me straight away. And that's because I'm female. If a man went up to a woman in the street and said, here's my card, blah, 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 she could either call the police or run. Now, see, there's a problem. Another, another example, when I'm shooting females, males, females, because I'm female, if the model's dress isn't sitting right on her shoulder... Because I'm female, I naturally will go and sort her shoulder strap out. It's just a natural thing, like I'm her mum. For a man, that's difficult. He couldn't even go near her or touch her. He'd have to tell her. It would be longer. It would take him longer trying to tell her how to pose and everything because he can't move her shoulders and move her into the position. So that's difficult. So actually getting the work in and the communications of getting people to be your sitters, that side of it is very easy. When it comes to the industry and in higher up where there are really good photographers I feel that if you don't put yourself out there you're not going to get noticed anyway um, it's more difficult in some respects for example sometimes I'll get clients that will come to me simply because they're attracted to me and they don't actually want photos at all so you can get situations but I've learned how to deal with that and instantly come in with look I'm here to take your photos if you are interested that's what I'm going to do. I'm here as a professional not to. So th there's ups and downs. But I think women, for example, in, in any industry need to believe in themselves, not try and walk over people and backstab to get to the top. There's no need for it, anything like that. You need to know your worth. And I think by hard work and determination is what, what they need. But they also need guidance to get them to where they want to be. That's where we come in. That's what we will do. But no, I, I think, for example, you're talking about diversity with um, at work, the difference between men and women. Male speech psychologists still apparently, from what I can gather, still get 20% more than female speech therapists. I don't know why it shouldn't be like that. But then for that to change, the female speech therapists have to stand up and, and fight their corner. The difference, unfortunately, and there is some truth in this, it might not be the best thing to say, but I, I, this is how I feel. If a woman goes in uh, for a job 
and wants to get paid more money because she's worked well and made money for a company, she's less likely to go into the boss and sit down and air her grievances and say something about it. She'll keep quiet. Whereas a man will go in and say, right, I've made this amount for your company. I think I should be paid 20% more because I'm bringing in lots of money for you. Here's the proof. A man will do that. A woman generally won't. And that's to do with society and how we bring up children. That's something that I am looking at changing um, in a different area. It's another one of my uh, bucket lists. Big one. (laughs) I don't think women should be held back. I think they should just push forward and just put their head down and get working and show their worth instead of worrying about, are they going to make it to the top? Um, Are more women going to get into the industry? Of course they will. If one person makes a difference, everything changes. You also had a really interesting point of view that it's nowadays more difficult for male photographers because of the feminism and uh, waves, Me Too movements. Do you think that this should be sorted with the help of female photographers too, to make it the more awareness out there about this? I think the awareness should come from explaining to women, for example, if you had a group of uh, young male and female students in the photography A-level group, you would then explain to them the pitfalls and the the ups the ups and downs basically of the differences between male and female photographers and then that way a female photographer will think actually yeah that's actually a good point males are still better when it comes to the photography industry yet they have all these pitfalls but they still manage to get on so why can't i it's so much easier for me to just go up to a woman random woman in the street and say look here's my details get in contact with me then she she instantly comes around she trusts me straight away you're not going to have that with a man yet they still do better why we need to ask questions and look into things and work out better systems in how to be able to move forward with stuff like that and by us talking and doing this sort of thing actually will bring up these questions it's asking the right questions and making females realize that they can go out in the industry and 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 be as good as men if not better doesn't matter it's not about being male or female it's about determination working hard doing your research and talking to people in groups i think there's nothing better than to actually get in in practical work and actually joining a photographer Um, And actually being in that surrounding, it's better than being at university. You learn so much at university, you really do. But the practical skills are so more valuable because it's when you leave the university is when the real magic happens. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And looking at your work, you really created a unique signature through the years of experience. And what are maybe your role models on your journey? Like to whom you're looking up to? Oh, who are my role models? Do you know what? I actually haven't got any photographic role models because I don't, we're all human. You know, David Bailey, for example, um, great photographer um, of his time, was also dyslexic like me, but he got in at the right time. He shot Twiggy, the, the supermodel, the first supermodel. He was there at the beginning and he set the trend rolling and we can set trends. We, we can all do that sort of thing. Um, and he, he, he had dyslexia. He really struggled, yet he did ever so well. You know, and good luck to him. He came in at the right time, but the, the market's been flooded now. There are a lot of photographers, but then there's a big difference between a proper photographer and just someone who's just doing it for a hobby. It's, it's a great industry. 
we need it. For example, I haven't done any photo shoots in the last year, yet I've been working. I'm building a studio. I'm getting loads of work coming in ready for when my studio's up and running. I'm social networking, um, stuff in galleries, um, magazines coming up, London Fashion Week. So even though I can't shoot, um, I'm still doing everything I can. So when I'm ready, I hit the ground running. So it's, I think it's persevering, working hard at anything. If you put just a few hours a day into your photography or your fashion, you're going to really get some good results. Don't talk, do. do it's about doing and, and looking for people and, and joining social groups on, on Facebook and Instagram and everything. There's so much out there. There's so much information, but sometimes we don't know what questions to ask. That's why, you know, we're, we're doing this sort of thing. You know, and it's I'm really excited about it. I'd like to see teenagers have hope again. It, with photography, I'm you know, a few friends of mine have said, Are you not worried because it's a luxury brand that you won't get work? And I said, No, because I advertise people. The whole of the planet needs advertising at the moment. We've been we've had our bum kicked by COVID and everyone's uncertain, unsure, scared, don't know, you know, what, what's around the corner that, that, you know, it's, it's not easy, but I feel that that in itself should make people more determined. If you're going to stand out, if you want to stand out, you have to be there. You can't stand out if no one can see you. That's all I've done. I've winged it a lot of the time. Sometimes I've been so scared, um, having a big shoot and I, and then it's good to feel fear because it shows I care, but I would not pick another job. It's not even a job. The, what I do is so pleasurable, so fun, every single part of it. And I absolutely love it. And it's like I don't even work. So it's, I, it's like a hobby. Yeah. It's really something you love. Yeah. And you don't even uh, need to retire because, you know, no. you'll be doing it for life. I'll be doing weights when I'm 80. <laughs> so I can do this. <laughs> They're really big. I'll do it now. <laughs> no, I love it. As you hinted yeah. to uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, mm. it's been here yeah. with us for two years. And I can imagine re really hit your, actually affected your work really heavily because, you know, you mm -hmm. couldn't uh, meet more people and new people. No. How did you feel like, uh, how did you have to change your approach to your work during two lockdowns, yeah. three lockdowns? Good question. When I realised that I couldn't shoot anybody with my camera, <laughs> have to put that bit on, obviously I realised that I won't be having clients in because I can't, it's not possible. I sat down and had a chat with myself and thought, okay, I can't take photos of people, but what can I do? And there was so much. So I got a big tick list together and thought, right, I can do that. I can sort all my business cards out. I can sort out paperwork I haven't done for a while. I can get up to scratch with things, go through my photos. I can connect with new people and, and fashion designers, makeup artists, and actually set up things. Whether they were going to work or not, that wasn't the point. It was actually preparing things just in case. So in fact, the year where I've not been able to shoot, I've now moved from my home and bought a big place. I've got my own studio in my flat and I'm putting everything into it. Am I scared? A little tiny bit. Am I going to fail? No, of course I'm not going to fail. I've put too much into it to fail and I've come too far and I know I'm going to do well because I believe in myself. Yeah, that's a really great inspiration for anyone because, you know, it seems like 
pandemic really gave you something positive you know you didn't have time for those activities before so maybe it gave you really a time to build up better business for you in how when the life is getting into normal covid made my life better in that it shook me and made me realize i'm not the only photographer on the planet and if i want to stand out and be better better for myself not more than anyone else it doesn't matter about anyone else be the best person I can be the covid slowdown gave me the opportunity to think and then act and that's what I did and I'm very happy because of it I didn't get caught in the sea with my trousers down (laughs) I planned and made sure everything was good so when I came out of covid or when it ends I'm ready to go and ready to advertise anyone else that wants to be advertised So I'm actually excited about it. Sometimes, although things like COVID aren't very nice and it's awful for people and it's not been good, in some ways it's actually given us a very good lesson in life and that's not to take things for granted. Exactly. What's your future vision? What are your future plans with your backbone photograph in London? World domination. (laughs) (laughs) Take over be everywhere but then bring people with me if I climb up a ladder I'm the sort of person that I'll bring people with me because that's more important to me than the actual photography itself yeah that sounds like a plan and good luck with it (laughs) thank you thank you you very much for joining us today (laughs) thank you again for listening this was the second episode of the house of brothers podcast series we are one with our guest Rita Flanagan. If you'd like to know more about Rita's work, you can search for backbonephotographylondon.co.uk or get in touch with Rita on Facebook and Instagram. And if you enjoyed this episode, let us know on our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok as well. We're looking forward to hearing from you. And in next week's episode, we're going to talk about another creative industry segment and that's illustration and animation with another really interesting guest. So stay tuned and goodbye.